Hey, what's up? This is Jay Evans, and you are listening to the Jay Evans Thoughtcast, seeking to encourage, spark conversation, and make you laugh all in one episode. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to make a quick look back at last week's episode. My friend Joey Coons pointed out to me that I could have been a little bit more clear on distinguishing between convictions and commands from God. A good example would be talking about some people thought it was wrong to eat certain things and drink certain things. Those are conviction matters. And then there are command matters such as, let's say, not having sex before marriage or gossiping or lying or stealing. Those are not conviction matters. The Bible is pretty clear on how those are wrong. And in the last week's episode, while I still feel that the episode was fine, I could have been more clear about that. So please forgive me and let's dive into this week's episode. This episode is one that I have taken more seriously than any other episode because I don't want to get it wrong. This is the second time I've recorded this whole episode. I recorded a 15 minute version of the first episode and I felt that wasn't good enough and I want to do it again because... I don't want to belittle any pastors. I don't want to, you know, come across on a high horse. But I think church bullies are a problem that need to be talked about. How do we respond? What can we do? So let's look at some scripture before we get in talking about pastors and elders, which in those words are synonymous for the same thing in the original language. First Peter 5, 2 and 3, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over people assigned to your care, but lead them by your good example. Titus 1.7, for an overseer as God's steward must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick tempered. And then 1 Timothy 5.17, a verse that I want to keep in mind through this discussion. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. James McDonald was the pastor at a church called Harvest Bible Chapel, and recently he was fired. I'm going to read a couple lines from the article posted about it by Religion News. His departure follows years of controversy over McDonald's leadership style and the church's finances. McDonald's departure from the church had been rumored on social media over the past week. On Tuesday, Chicago host... Radio host Eric Mankow Muller aired clips of a recording of purported remarks by McDonald in which he allegedly insulted critics, including Christianity Today magazine, which reported on the controversy. In the recording, he is quoted saying, CT is Anglican, pseudo-dignity, high church, symphony-adoring, pipe organ-protecting, musty, mild smell of urine, blue-haired, Methodist-loving, mainline-dying, women-preacher-championing, emerging church-adoring, almost good with all gays, and closet-Palestine-promoting Christianity, so of course, they attacked me. The recorded comments also include a joke implying an affair, between a freelance journalist who was sued by Harvest while writing an investigative piece critical of the church. The reason this makes me so sad is because it happens all of the time and people are afraid to speak up about it. Every time this happens, people come out and say, yeah, this has been going on for years, but we were too afraid to say anything about this or that. So this needs to be something that we talk about. And... It rem- the atmosphere of it 
is it reminds me of the Me Too movement. I can't say I agree with the Me Too movement. I honestly don't have an opinion on it. Like, honestly, to the core, don't have an opinion on it. Everybody is, but it's, it reminds me, you know, everybody is afraid to speak up. And when they do, it's blown off. And if the church is going to thrive, if we are going to be a light in the world, we need to have leaders that lead like Jesus. Jesus did not belittle people. Jesus was not arrogant. Jesus did not have this mean preaching mentality. This, this, this almost the same thing. It's almost identical to what happened with Mark Driscoll. It's eerie how much it is like Mark Driscoll. He, people accuse him of being mean and they accuse him of mishandling church finances. And he and James McDonald had the same preaching style is where it's weird. And I've, I've seen this firsthand before these church leaders that think they can do no wrong, that they think that they are the best thing that's ever happened in ministry. And I, I don't think here's the big thing to remember in situations like this. It's not something they're doing on purpose and it may not even be something they realize, but the issue of church bullies needs to be spoken about. And people are afraid to speak up about it because the bullies have created an environment where you can't speak up. Like he said, He's incapable of doing anything wrong. So I want to point out five signs of a church bully. And I'm sure there's other signs, but in my experience, this is what I have learned. Characterize a church bully. Number one is a my way or the highway mentality. And that's not saying that, you know, we just blow off a church leader's ideas or something like that, but it's always their way. It always has to be their idea, their way of going about doing it. They're not willing to hear other people's ideas. The second one is offering any constructive criticism will result in defensiveness. Have you ever met anybody like that before? I think one of the biggest signs of maybe the biggest sign of Christian immaturity is the inability to heed constructive criticism. They take it personally. They think you're attacking them and they, they, they blow you off and disregard you. Number three, they're quick to anger. I've heard numerous people say that, that this pastor was very quick to anger. They had been around him when he was upset about something and it was not pleasant. You hear his rant in this article, and that's a scary thing for a pastor to go off about and call a magazine. Number four, they're quick to point out everyone's mistakes. Never theirs. They're always looking out for other people's mistakes because of their deep-rooted insecurity. Number five, no accountability. Nobody to tell them they're out of line. Nobody to tell them you can't do that. Nobody to tell them this attitude is toxic. They are their own boss and it all results from insecurity. And these pastors have such a big job and overwhelming demands. You know, they're the CEO, they're the author. Um, they're trying to shepherd the church. They're doing all these speaking engagements and everything like that. And it is eroding them from the inside out. They don't know how to delegate or handle all this responsibility heaped on them. And, and I don't, again, I don't know what it's like to be a pastor of a church that has 13,000 members. I don't, but I know what it's like to get stressed out and burned out. I know what it's like to be around these kinds of leaders. Remember this. I don't think they're evil or even intentionally this way. I think church bullies are a result of overwhelming demands and, or, tremendous insecurity. So here's the big thing. What do you do about it? 
You know, we can gripe and complain about it, write blogs and post YouTube links and tweet how sad we are about it. But what can we do about it? First things first, pray for them. Pray for James McDonald. Pray, and if if you're in a church with a church bully, pray for them. Pray that God would open their eyes. Pray that God would humble them. Pray that God would forgive them. Pray for your church. Man, Harvest Bible Chapel is hurting right now. Let's not forget that. This is a church that is seriously hurting right now. Don't gossip about it. You know, we can talk about it. We can say, how can we learn from this? We can have conversations that it's that it's shocking. But don't don't gossip about it. Don't pretend you're better than the pastor. Don't pretend your poop doesn't stink. Pray for them instead. If you're in a situation with a church bully, talk to church leadership about it. Humbly, kindly, gently. Say, look, I've experienced this. This was said to me. This is the way I feel. One thing I've seen in in quite a few churches that wounds pastors deeply is when somebody leaves the church over something that could have been resolved, but they don't speak up about it until their mind has been made and they're gone. I've heard my pastor say on numerous occasions, I wish they would have came and talked to me about that instead of leaving. And your church leaders want to hear about this kind of thing. What I'm saying is, you know, if you, if you feel like you can't talk to the church bully in your church, go to somebody else in leadership. And if you honestly feel like you're not being listened to, if you've prayed about it, if you've sought God after it, just leave. You don't need to stick around and complain about it. You say, you know what? I don't think that I belong here. One story out of a novel that changed my life about shame. And we kind of mentioned the Me Too movement, but there is a book called Bear Town. It's a fiction novel by Frederick Bachman, Bachman, maybe. But it, in the story, a young girl is raped. And it spends a few chapters describing what she is feeling in the days of shame and regret that she has felt and it and it was pretty eye-opening to me and it's and again it's not the same as experience but a lot of times church bullies are giving verbal abuse so if if you want some insight into that situation there's an affiliate link in the show notes below for bear town but if we want to prevent this from happening the church bullies the verbal abuse we need to we need to look at ourselves first we always need to look at the man in the mirror and say do i have this attitude And you know, maybe you're not being verbally abusive, but are you kind of a dictator? Are you kind of a jerk when you don't get your way? Do you not heed constructive criticism? I can't help but wonder if people went to James McDonald and say, look, you seriously need to get your head out of your butt. You seriously need to listen to what these people are saying. I I don't know. I wasn't there. Maybe it was said to him and he just didn't listen, but we can always ask ourselves. We can look at stories like this and say, God, I hope that never happens to me. Not out of arrogance. But seeing hurt and pain and saying, I hope I never cause that to somebody. The next question I want to ask is, as we end the podcast, when is the last time I was given productive criticism and listened to it? I didn't take it personally. I didn't feel like I was attacked. I didn't blow it off. But I think that's a big sign of of church bullies is because they're so insecure. Man, I think that is so deep in these pastors is insecurity. They can't take constructive criticism because they take it personally. Pray for your pastors. Man, this church right now is hurting. Pray that God would encourage your pastor. Pray that your pastor would find his worth in what Jesus Christ has done for him. That he or she would find their worth in the fact that they're a child of God. 
Thank you for listening to the J. Evans Thoughtcast. If you enjoyed this episode, one thing you can do to support the podcast is to give a monthly donation. This podcast is fully listener supported, and I hope it was an encouragement to you, makes you think a little bit. And if you are in a, in a situation like this, I pray that you would talk to somebody about it. Send a message to my Facebook page. But with that being said, have a great day. God bless you.